This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, a pastor in the house, Pastor Rotimi Uluagbohun. Remain blessed as you listen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, um, we are looking at understanding the place of the local church. And this is part one. We've been looking at uh, several topics starting from the church and the internal purpose of God. Uh, Ushers, please, can you tell those who are outside to come in quickly so that they can be part of this from the beginning? So the church and the internal purpose of God. We also looked at um, the second topic, which is uh, the church and the kingdom of God. Right now, we are on the third topic, the universal church. And we have dealt or dealt sufficiently with several aspects of this from the understanding that Jesus himself is the head of the church and is building a church as per his design. And every other person that will be joining or collaborating with him in the work of the church, must receive insight and direction from him. Uh, last week we were using uh, Robayo as an example. If he wants to build a house, he decides where the living room is. He can put it on the top most floor. He can put it at a penthouse if he wants to have a penthouse. And nobody will hold him to it. He can put it at the basement or have a, uh, what do you call it? Yes, a basement under the ground. Nobody will hold him to it. So the, the, the engineers, the architects, every other person that will be collaborating with him in building that house must just know exactly what he wants. Praise the Lord. Is that so, Brabayo? Good. So please, let's, let's look at this from the perspective that Christ head of the church as described to us or told to us in Matthew chapter 16 has some very important emphasis on the fact that what we see in the building and we've said the church is the church is not the four walls it's not a house it's not a hut it's not a massive structure we are the church so wherever we meet, we are meeting as the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that brings us to an understanding that we must just begin to change our orientation. I mean, so many descriptions have been used for the church today. Uh, we looked at the dictionary, and the first description of the church in the dictionary is what? The church is what? A building. So you can understand that even the world out there see the church as a building rather than the people that Christ has died for and they have accepted him as Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask for your understanding this morning. As we go deeper into the study, we receive insight. We receive the heart of the Father as part the building of the church. Your own church, Jesus. We receive the pattern. We receive the design from you receive grace even to walk with you in the work that you are doing so that indeed the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. So last week, we were looking at um, the Ephesians, or the book of Ephesians, rather, as the epistle of the universal church, right? And we said that there are nine references in the book of Ephesians, speaking to the universal church. We looked at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 to 23, where Paul, Apostle Paul, was speaking to uh, the church in Ephesus and in extension to us about the fact that Christ is the head of the church, one, and two, that the church is to make up the fullness of Christ. Praise the Lord. And let us see that the church is to share in Christ's what? Authority. Thank you, ma'am. Christ's authority. And then we looked at Ephesians chapter two, uh, 3. That's the second um, reference. Verses nine, uh, 10 to 11. Where we looked at how Apostle Paul, by the Spirit of God, uh, described the church as the vehicle through which God's manifold wisdom was to be expressed. Praise the Lord. God's manifold wisdom was to be what? To who? Who can answer that? You know, when the, when the rector of the school is answering questions, then, <laughs> praise the Lord. All right, so can we open to that passage of scripture, Ephesians 3, 10 to 11? She has given us the answer, but I want us to look at it again because it is pivotal for us to know what indeed we are doing and why we are gathering. We are not gathering to just see our Yes, it's part of the reasons we see our faces. We see how we are doing. We ask about our families and all of that. But beyond that, we are learning in the presence of God because God is here. His spirit is here. Jesus is here. Uh, his angels. I mean, this is Zion, right? Praise the Lord. Wherever the church is, where Christ is, is Zion. Amen. So, we are here to learn of him. Why? Because he wants to use us or take us as a vehicle to display to who? The principalities and the powers. The rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. What he, he, he was planning all along. Because the church is not just an afterthought. Praise the Lord. It's not an afterthought, right? Okay, we said yes. Who can answer why? Rofola, you are very emphatic. Yes. All right, let me see why yes. Do we have a second mic, please? The church is actually not uh, an afterthought okay. of God. Why? In the sense that uh, he had us in mind from the very beginning. Okay. God wants relationship. Yes. And uh, he created us in his likeness. So he wants to, he wants to have a relationship with us. So and uh, for we being the church, he Christ being the the uh, the uh, bridegroom. Of the bride. The bride. The, the bride, we are the groom. So there will be uh, 
there will be a wedding at the last day, yes. whereby we'll be joined with him. And uh, he's actually building us up. All what we are doing here is a preparation. We are being prepared. We are a body where Christ is building on us. He's building us to fit to that purpose. Okay, so Jesus was described by the Father himself as the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. In other words, he had pre-planned that Christ will come, right, to die, to redeem man back to God. This was before Adam and Eve sinned. Praise the Lord. And because God knows everything, he's omniscient. He had known that Adam and Eve would fall into sin and man will be separated from him. He had known that the devil would all sway, that is Satan, would all sway in the world after that moment. And there would be need to legally take back the relationship that he had with man. However, he had to go through a process. Praise the Lord. And Christ was uh, already prepared as the lamb who will be slain for that purpose. Praise the Lord. Now, the church, in God's mind, uh, was the agency through which his glory, his wisdom, his power, his grace, amen, his display of wonders and grandeur was going to be expressed in the world. Amen. So now, the church being that vehicle or that agency was more of, um, of course, we know that the church is a spiritual body, right? We have talked about that last two weeks or so. And principalities and powers are not physical in nature. Or are they? They are not physical in nature. But they express, you could see their expressions in the physical. Praise the Lord. However, Christ, being the head of the church, and we being the body, are taking instructions from the head. Where is the brain? In the head. So we are taking instructions from the head, and because he is the fullness of God, everything in him, and we being his body, we are also partakers of this. Praise the Lord. We are what? We are partakers of this. We read that in um, Ephesians chapter 1. I think that should be in verse 23. Let me look at it briefly here. It says, And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. In the uh, verse before that, he said, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of who? The church. Praise the Lord. So the church, in everything that Christ does after his resurrection, as in the ascension, seated, being seated at the right hand of uh, the Father, and all the authority and every other benefit that he had, or has rather, the church is a partaker. So when we do not understand um, the benefits of Christ's resurrection, our senior pastor took us through that uh, last week in the message, Sufficiently, we came to an understanding that re the reality is if Christ had not died, if he had not, okay, if he, even if he had died and he had not woken up, 
That is, they have not been resurrected. As Paul said, we are of all men most miserable. The essence of all the suffering, the essence of all the uh, 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 benefits that he had told us about, the kingdom of God is at hand, and all of that, and all of that. The wonders that he did, healing the sick, raising the dead, would all have been futile. They would have been a waste if Christ had not resurrected. Praise the Lord. So we, the church, are the agency through which those spiritual powers, the principalities, the powers, and the rulers, and the authorities, can actually see that the devil, sorry, sorry, God the Father was working out something such that we, the, uh, in quotes, we are not substitute to Satan, and we are not, um, we, we are part of God's original plan. We, the human beings that he has created, we're actually the uh, people that he wanted to have relationship with such that we can show to them what they have lost. When I say what they have lost, you know, Satan was formerly part of the heavenly uh, hosts that is in the kingdom of God, right? He was part of God's family until he fell. And he lost a lot of things. And he didn't want man to enjoy what he also lost. Hence, he went through the process of ensuring that man was separated from the Father or God. Praise the Lord. But God, in his mercy and in his grace, brought uh, the redemption plan into effect and ensured that we are today redeemed. So as many that have received him, to them he has given the power to become sons of God. And when we say sons, we don't mean male alone. We're talking about male and female. Praise the Lord. So we said last week that uh, Christ is going to be glorified in the church. That's Ephesians 3 verse 20. Okay, I asked us to open to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. So God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So in Ephesians 3, 20, 21, that's the third reference. We read that, um, let me read that out loud. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. In the New King James says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can what? Ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church. Emphasis. Glory in where? The church. So the church was meant to glorify him. Praise the Lord. By Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So we said, A, Christ is going to be glorified in the church. And letter B, the church is everlasting, extending to the ages to come. So the knowledge that the church ends here on earth. When Jesus comes, the church does not continue. It's false. Praise the Lord. It's false. Because we will yet see just now that indeed Christ was preparing the church, I mean, as a bride, waiting for the time he would have the marriage feast. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 5, 22 to 23. Let's open to that. This passage alone contains the six references to 
the universal church. Ephesians 5, 22 to 23. Someone should read that for us quickly. Ephesians 5, 22 to 23. Please, let's have the mic. For wives, okay. this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband in everything. 25. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. 33. To what? 33. Okay. 27 now. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united to one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. 33. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Brother. Now, we usually would read Ephesians chapter 5 as, uh, or in reference to marriage, right? Usually, maybe 10 out of, okay, no, maybe 8 out of 10 times we read that passage of scripture, we are reading it in reference to marriage, to address marriage issues. Okay? Marriage what? Issues. Seller. Praise the Lord. Alright, so while we do that, we usually do not make reference to the aspect of uh, that passage of scripture, the entire length towards the church. Maybe except for reading the lines that pertain to, okay, the, 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 the church and Christ are same way, or likewise the church and Christ, something like that. Praise the Lord. But apart from that, we do not look at it in depth to understand how uh, Apostle Paul was describing the revelation given to him by the Spirit of God with regards the church and Christ being one. Your, your version says something, uh, I think that's verse 32, that this is an illustration of what? The way Christ and the church are what? One. And an understanding of that, because the truth is, when you talk about marriage, marriage is not a conception of man. Praise the Lord. Marriage is what? It's not a conception of man. Man did not conceive it. God did. Amen? And rightly so, someone said, although it is argued or can be argued, if you are not born again, if you don't know God, if 
you don't know the Father, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you don't know the Holy Spirit, you don't have any business getting married. So, right or right? Amen? If you were, someone is looking at me. <laughs> you have an, you have an uh, alternate answer. Okay. You agree. Your yes is not pure. Eh? It's delayed. Amen. So why do we say so? Can someone just give us a one minute answer? Why do we say so? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Are we deciding who speaks for us? No. Okay, let me attempt it. Okay, go yeah, on. Just as the scripture says, it's a mystery that yes. uh, two people will come together and be joined as one. You can imagine uh, where I grew up, uh, quite different from where the, my wife grew up from, different ideas, different makeup, different personalities. And uh, we want to be together in the same home mm. as husband and wife. You know, there will be fights, naturally. Why? Because I've been living all my life myself. Mm-hmm. She's been living her life herself. Mm-hmm. Now coming together to live as husband and wife. Mm. You know, it's, it's, uh, during the courtship, there is all this jiggling, you know. But at the time you are married, the, the wedding has happened and both of you are under the same roof. I like the way <laughs> wedding has happened. You are not together. It is an event. <laughs> that is why it happened. Yes, Praise sir. the Lord. All right, go on. So when we are under the same roof, then the true color of both of us. Uh, <laughs> why is it the true color? Marriage. Oh, did you is, ha- marriage is very real. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Marriage is the realest thing on earth. <laughs> Very real. This is interesting. So, so, so you said the true color. Did we have fake color before or false color? No, you, know, you remember when I said doing courtship? The jiggling. Yes, the high and the low, everything. Uh-huh. We experience everything. You're you behaving, or rather, you're well behaved. <laughs> Okay, the women, the women are saying yes. Yeah, they are saying that there is packaging. People package themselves before the, before the marriage. <laughs> All right. So, you on. know, like my wife would say that uh, when I was cutting out, uh, if I ordinary belch, I would say, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now... Just <laughs> belch the thing and uh, there is no care in the world. Eh, bro, for that? Is that so? But, you see, you see, you see. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, if Christ was doing that with us, so so I understand when you say true color, all right. And um, now you just belch or you not just cough, fat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Without without excuse me. You see. So, so men, in fact, men, it is well. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> so, yes, uh, but the, the thing is, uh, for two of us to live together yes. peacefully, 
We need to come to agreement. We need to understand each other. And we need to bear a lot of things. We need to compromise. There's a lot of compromise. Like, okay, like it has been said, some people, maybe it was just pressing of toothpaste will scatter their home. You know, some, I want light. I don't want light. I like sleeping in darkness. You know, there will be compromises. Are you a child of darkness? <laughs> so it's, it's this, all this will come up mm. when we start living together. Yes. So we bear one and we bear with one another. Yes. We uh, we love each other to the point that okay, it is by the act of staying together, mm. and because we are children of God. Okay. So uh, we live in accordance to the Word of God. To that the Holy Spirit is the one leading us. Mm. We don't misbehave because we are already <laughs> before we come into the relationship. We are All right. we've given our life to Christ, so mm. we live. Our life patterned after Christ. Mm. So there is this union, there is this friendship, there is this peace and love as we live together. Thank you very much. Rafael was trying to conclude and conclude. It seems that, uh, is it an executive summary on marriage? (laughs) Was coming to a very, he needed to bring it to a logical conclusion. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sister, people want to talk. Sister Janada raised her hand first. Now, I need us to talk about this before we go into this, because at the end of the day, we'll begin to see whether we are aligned to pattern. Hmm? Oh, yeah, go on. Okay, um, I just want to add on what he said, because when he was talking... I was beginning to see that everything centers in love. Yes. You love. Yes. You coming with your different uh, background, mm. him coming with his different background, mm. then you begin to, okay, this is who this person, this is how this person create him, but um, I don't have a problem with that. I think you will be able to, with time, cope with this. I, it's okay. He's fine with that because I know I can't change him because this is who he is before I married him. But at end, when love comes, you won't see all these things. So everything is love. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you, sister. <laughs> okay. Manuela. Mm. Praise quickly, the Lord. Quickly, quickly. Okay, praise the Lord. I, I strongly believe um, that a man should, or a man or woman should come to the understanding of, of God mm. and um, uh, before going into marriage. Though it's arguable, because you can start thinking about, okay, what of those that are not Christians and all that, that don't believe? So that's by the way. But why I strongly believe, if you look at the beginning yeah. of the creation, yeah. when God created Adam, Adam and Eve, mm. you will want to go back to, Okay, before a man should even think of marriage, he should know the author who made marriage mm-hmm. and understand his intent. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should understand, like, let's say somebody produced something. Mm-hmm. For you to know the reason or how to use that stuff, yeah. you have to understand the... the original the, purpose. Yes, original purpose of uh, what has been made, the mm-hmm. intent of the person. Because if you go into marriage knowing that 
God is the author. Mm-hmm. He has an intention yes. and he has an end to marriage. Mm-hmm. You will be more intentional, more careful, knowing that this marriage is the will of God. So you are there to fulfill the purpose of God as the will of God. Praise the Lord. Every one of you have tried to speak on this sufficiently. Uh, let's clap for them. So, in addressing, in addressing marriage as an institution, Bro Fola says something. We have come from various backgrounds, right? Some even came from far parts of the country. Maybe the two ends, and then they came together. Some came from the same state. In fact, some came from the same neighborhood. Praise the Lord. (laughs) If you know, you know. However, there is the intent why God created marriage. So you have your own understanding. Maybe because of the interactions you've had growing up, your family, your uncles, your neighbors, your friends, even while being an adult before getting into marriage. Your parents have given you ideas. You've seen how they've lived together. And then the society also has their own, what do you call it? Understanding of marriage. Praise the Lord. It's either through newspaper, you read all manner of things on the newspaper, uh, social media, or online media. And uh, you yourself, you now begin to ask questions. Okay, so social media, this is what it says about marriage. My parents, my family, this is what they say about marriage. You now begin to make decisions. Okay, I like this one. I don't like this one. I will take this one. I won't take this one. So you are already forming a perception. Praise the Lord. Why? Because you have the ability to reason. You have the ability to what? Think. Amen? In all of this, God has his template. Praise the Lord. So in getting to a place where you are safe, you now begin to evaluate. But because you are a believer, because you are a believer, you have been saved by grace through faith, and you understand that the word of God is the final bus stop for whatever you are doing. And you know that God is the author of marriage. What is a reasonable and logical thing to do? Praise the Lord. What's a reasonable and logical thing to do? Let's speak. Let's speak. We're in a class. Sister Evelyn. The answer is in your phone. I can see you are reading. Oh yeah, give me the answer. Give me the answer. What's a reasonable and logical thing to do? You didn't hear what I said. You don't know. You obviously did not hear what I said. I said, you have your perception about marriage formed by what you have seen around you, whether online or offline. And then you know that Christ, or rather, God is the originator of marriage. Yes, Christ in God, right? And he has a plan for marriage. He's the author of marriage. He's the conceiver of marriage. And you know that being a believer, you must just study the word of God, come to grow in the knowledge of God and all of that. What is the logical thing for you to do as a believer when you have several definitions of marriage around you to choose from? 
Of course, you want to be safe. You want to be also uh, conforming. Praise the Lord. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You what? Can I hear you? Use the mic. Uh, I don't know what to do. This is interesting. Who can help her? Okay, Robayo. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, this question you ask now, it's, um, it, it was a recent discussion I had with a friend of mine yesterday because of what so is still hot. It's still hot, exactly. And this somebody that is a very close friend of mine and is not married yet. Yeah. And um, he's actually is um, we want to get married, but there is a lot of a lot of perception he's been seeing around, you know, on social media, people telling him this, people telling him that. And I told him, I said, that's a standard God has set. And I quoted Second um, Timothy to nineteen that uh, talking about the standard of God stands yes, sure. sure, and it has a zeal. Yes. that God knows those who are his. Yes. That's a standard already God has set mm. for every um, things that God created, mm. including marriage. Yeah. That is stand- because he was the originator of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, um, there's no doubt about it. It's inevitable that you hear a lot of things. Even something that um, happened recently that everybody might have known about that happened in uh, one of the footballers. You know, The kind of decision he made you know, someone that has just got married, you know, he, he, uh, imagine you got married and yet you still decide that it's your, it's your mother that will be taking care of your finances and everything. You don't even want to involve your wife. Now, what is the essence of getting married in the first place? It means that you don't trust your wife. Someone that is, um, you sleep together, you wake up together, you cook, um, she cooked the food for you, you know, you can, uh, you can trust in, uh, her with your life, but you cannot trust her with your money. It doesn't make any sense. Well, he can't trust her with his life. That's why he transferred the financial management or administration of his money to his mother. Not as his mother, but as the financial administrator. Even if if the guy has been doing that before he clocked 18, which is understandable, Mm -hmm. the moment he got married, Mm. that perception should change. Because, because they are both joined together and it's supposed to become one. Now, that is a perception yes. to a particular society. Yes. I, I can't blame the guy too much because I don't know his perspective. I don't know the kind of background he's coming from. But as, as, as children of God, yes. and that's why we are in the kingdom, mm-hmm. we are, it should be different from every other kind of perception anybody will have. That's a standard God has set. Marriage is a union. You're supposed to come together and become one. Meaning that everything you are doing, you are not just separating. She has now become your family. Mm. Don't just say it's your mother, your parents, your siblings are your family. Your wife, your husband is, is a, your, in fact, intimate one for that matter. Mm. And that's why it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be one and do everything together. Mm. So any perception you want to see, whether online or offline, God has a standard for you and should follow God. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, if I leave us, we will turn this meeting into a marriage seminar <laughs> at the risk of finishing our study on, on what? <laughs> on the Universal Church. Praise the Lord. I, I, I'm not asked you to speak. <laughs>
I've not asked you to speak. Eh? Praise the Lord. You know, um, okay, if you want to speak, let me see your hand. We will divide it. We will divide it. One. Pastor Shell, no. <laughs> I, I asked Pastor Shell because if you leave him, we won't live here today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, Bro Jeffrey, who else? Bro Ernest, right? You still want to speak? Who else? Okay, so please, the two of you, 30 seconds, quickly. Oh yeah, Bro Ernest, start okay. first. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, um, I know God has a standard for marriage. Yes. And um, as believers, we should walk in that standard. Mm. And we cannot be wiser than the wisest himself. Mm. But there are some things that, mm. in, this, in this same marriage institute, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel there are some things that it's just about wisdom. Mm. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. It's just about, it's just about wisdom. It's just about wisdom, like... I think I don't even know. I don't even know we are going to be talking about like we're going to actually divert into like marriage because I was still asking my wife and Victor some questions this morning about some marriage issues. Mm. I was like, we have the the law part, which is the government part. That if you go to the registry, mm-hmm. we have the law part, and we have where the church is going to join man and woman together to be husband and wife. Wait, oh, were you counseling Victor? No, 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 no. Like, 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 like. like it was just, a thought. I just wanted to. Yeah, know. it was a thought. It was. I didn't know we were going to go so into this. Know, it was a thought. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a thought. Like, um, um, Baba was talking about. The structure and God's intent for marriage. Yes. yes. As believers, mm. we are to do what he says we should do. Mm-hmm. There are some questions that I don't know how they could be answered. For example, the question I asked at home was, imagine a woman that they caught her trying to poison the husband. How do the church solve that? Because... Because the law has its part. Maybe, let's say, for example, the man doesn't want to go and report to the law. That he prefers, okay, ah, this person, ah, the woman of my children, let me go to the church. Mm. And, you know, if they can sort it out. So, and the man, be the man caught, he has evidence. Mm. Or some other people call. So how do the church solve that kind of issue? Do they hand that over to the police? <laughs> no, it's, it's no, because these are true life issues. Like, we know that if we have to, if we have to, as a believer... Like, how does some things really happen? Because if something doesn't happen to a particular person, you might not know what to tell that person. Or mm. if you're not in that person's shoes, you might not know what to tell. But only the scriptures. Because there's some, I, I believe there are some things that happen in the Bible that were actually so bad. I, I, there were some that we're not aware of. So in cases like this, because the church, because they were joining the church, so church has a huge part to play when it comes to um, um, family. Yes. So how do those kind of issues um, um, how do those kind of issues, how do they solve those kind of issues? Just like what he said concerning the footballer too. Mm. Because if you have to look at it at a sense, the, the woman is his wife. You can't compare different um, cultural difference like Nigeria and abroad. In quotes, we know what the woman was all after. But the guy, Ogbon. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can't compare cultures. You are saying Nigeria and abroad. To some other countries, Nigeria too is abroad. Huh? So, but that being said, that being said, um, okay, let bro Jeffrey speak and then we just round that up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Actually, when I see 
the, the, the tempo in the room, people talking about, uh, bringing about so many contributions about marriage, that just speaks to me that this is a key topic of interest and, and, and many people have a lot of questions, even though uh, you can go one week on this and after you are out of the, the place, some continue. other things will still come. You, still you understand? Because uh, there's a reason why it is like that. So I'm actually looking at uh, in a couple of weeks or months, we'll have a family life conference and seminars. And so if there's going to be a room for, for that, you understand, so that people will will come or will not be cut short and say, okay, you have 30 minutes to air what is this, you understand? <laughs> So that would be that would be good, actually. Okay. So 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 that's one. Then number two, okay, when when we look at what uh, Apostle Paul was writing in the scriptures, mm. he said to the saints mm -hmm. which are at Ephesus, yes, and then to the believers which are in Christ Jesus. Mm. So meaning that all the content of that is being addressed to the church, yes, which actually the church is the body of Christ which has its own culture, norms, and values that need to be adhered to. Mm. And then we cannot say that we are there and doing something contrary. Mm. So looking at examples outside the church, Apostle Paul was actually aware of so many other pe people that surround the, the church. So but he was addressing the church. Mm. And then if you are in the church, that is our manual. Mm. So meaning that when we uh, double into other culture outside the kingdom culture, the likelihood is that we will have divergent view and many expressions or ideas will begin to come and will begin to think maybe that is what it means here. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it, it, is, the, it is the scriptures. Yeah. So, so for us in, in the body of Christ, our focus will be in, in those because I may have my own culture. My wife will have her own culture coming from a different background, but we, we come into Christ and into Christ's culture. So that will be the thing yeah. that will govern whether our marriage or any other thing. And just like what my wife said here, she, she, she was looking at it from the perspective of, of love. Because many a times outside the church culture, when, we, when you talk about wife submit, husband love, it will bring about a very wide topic of discussion. The submission there is like a kind of derogatory statement that brings wife or women into. But that is not it. It's, it's love. You understand? It is a language of love and it is within the context of love. And we know that God is love. So in order to bring our mind, our attention, everything for a proper understanding, we actually need to subject our mindset to the spirit of love and understanding for us to understand this topic that we are talking about. Thank Praise you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, my time is up. <laughs> okay, so I have some few minutes. Oh, ma, do we, you see? See, I said no. You see where you have put me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the reality is, like Rogefia said, some of us have one-hour questions. Some five hours. He said, if like, talk for a whole week. After we finish the discussion, we will still continue. So the reality is this. Because of the understandings that we have gathered and imbibed or 
accommodated first in ourselves before we transmit it into our marriage. We have allowed a lot of things to come to play and there is contention. Our spirit with our body or our soul and then we with the other party. Remember, the other party too has a spirit and has a soul. So there is contention between us too. So the old contention between the four parties, two spirits and two bodies or two souls, is playing out and then we are now having to bicker or discuss on issues that shouldn't even be issues in the first place. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. While all of this is going on, the standard of God with respect to marriage is there. Always waiting for us to look at it. Praise the Lord. In all of this, we have issues. There are issues. There are issues. And the only way we can get ourselves out of these issues is to look at the standard of God. Look at Christ. The Bible says that what? We should look unto Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. Faith that we are talking about here is not outside of marriage because you are going into marriage with faith. Praise the Lord. Even if you have lived with a sibling, you are twins, they gave birth to you the same day. Right? You said, welcome to earth together. Both of you still struggle with each other even up to adulthood. No matter how much you say you love each other, there are differences between you. Not to talk of somebody you have not seen in your life until this day the Lord opened your eyes and said, wow, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Then you are excited. Then the jinglings, like uh, Bro Fola said, and for the women, the butterflies are dancing. And then eventually you say, mm, what are we doing? Let's go and marry. Let's go and marry. You know, we are believers. We shouldn't, uh -huh. oh yeah, you go into the marriage. Praise the Lord. And then you now begin to see the glory of the Lord, man. At the end of the day, both parties have come into it with a mindset which they could not and did not. I use those two words because you have not sufficiently dealt with those mindsets before you got into your marriage uh, relationship. Praise the Lord. You did not sufficiently deal with it or you did not uh, you, you, you could not because of the time. You can't have courtship for 10 years. Although some people do it for several reasons. Not their own doing most of the time. Right? So you go into it because you did not or could not have sufficient time to deal with those matters. Then you get into the marriage and then you are dealing with those matters in marriage. It is fine. The Bible has a place for that. Make allowance for each other's faults. We are becoming. Who, who are we becoming? We are becoming like Christ. So whether outside of marriage, that is as singles, or within marriage, you are becoming like 
Christ. So when you begin to look at yourselves and you begin to engage yourselves in spiritual and physical warfare, why I say spiritual and physical warfare, you are not intentionally going to Babalawo and say, please, this woman, she must submit. No, but you are influenced by spirits with respect to, or rather, knowledge or body of uh, knowledge that has been influenced in the spirit. To your wife, you are engaging her, you are engaging him because you have not properly allowed the word of God, the, the washing of the word to curate your heart, to accept the standard of God. And like I said, the standard of God does not shift. It is there to be looked at. Praise the Lord. In all of this, I'm just trying to make us aware of the reality of how far we have drifted intentionally or unintentionally from the standard of marriage. And by that mystery, I'm talking about Christ and the church. Because it's, it's still difficult for people to understand that Christ and the church, marriage, was that? How would that work? Or what, 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 I mean, even if it is working, so to speak, Christ and the church, how does it relate to me and my wife? Because Christ, ah, we know Christ, holy. Church is building his church. Bam, stay there. But me and my wife, we have our own. So trying to marry that understanding becomes challenging and difficult. In fact, most times people don't even look at that. They don't look at Christ and the church. They just look at themselves. You must submit. And the woman will tell you, you don't love me. You have not said it today. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is very simple. Yet complex. Because we are still thinking like humans. We are not allowing the grace of God to come into play. First of all, Christ is the head of the church. Can I write that down quickly? Christ is who? The head of the church. So, like I said, it determines what happens in the church. It determines what happens in his body. Today, I decided to wear a blue native. My decision was taken from my head. Thought, okay, what, what do I wear? And then made a decision. My body decided to conform. If my body did not conform, there is wala, right? There's something going on. There is a health challenge. Because when your body is doing something else than you are thinking, then there's a health challenge. They call it mental illness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number two, or letter B, Christ is the savior of the church. Christ is the savior of the church. 
Christ is the savior of the church. The church is his body, of course. In the context that we know Christ, yes, he's the savior. Amen? And the church is his body, right? And as many that have come to him, they are sons of God, automatically they become his body. Amen? And he becomes their, or rather, yes, of course, he's their head. And he, because he's their savior, he can become their head. Because they regard him as their savior, then he becomes what? Their head. He can't become their head if they don't regard him as his savior. Or their savior, rather. One comes before the other. Amen? With the heart we believe, with the mouth we confess unto salvation. So salvation happens, and then Christ becomes our savior, and then we fall in line into his family, and we become part of his body. Praise the Lord. So the church must be subject or submitted to Christ. The church must be subject or submitted to Christ. So there is a submission that happens. I'm not going to go into, so I'm going to reel out for the church and then we will do a reflection. Next week, we will do the comparison. Praise the Lord. So D, Christ loves the church and gave himself for it. We know how. I don't need to explain that to you. He went to the cross. He suffered. We know the process. Letter E, the, the church is Christ's reward for redemption. The church is Christ's reward for redemption. In other words, the beautiful bride. The beautiful bride. Letter F, the church is in the process of being sanctified. Remember, he said, with the washing of the water by the word. With the what? Washing of the water by the word. That is, Christ was cleansing all. He said, he did, that's verse 27, he did this to present out to himself a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the New King James Version, he properly puts it in the form of the washing of the water by the word. That is, he was cleansing the church and is still being cleansed. Praise the Lord. From all kinds of impurities. Amen. Letter G, the word of God is the cleansing agent of the church. We will dwell particularly on this next week. This particular phrase. Cleansing agent of the church. The word of God. And how that relates to the man and the woman. Letter H. The church will ultimately be glorious like Christ. The church will ultimately be glorious like Christ. So a glorious groom deserves a glorious bride. Praise the Lord. A glorious groom deserves what? A glorious bride. Letter I. The church will be pure, holy, and without blemish. We said that earlier. The church will be pure, holy, and without blemish. Letter J. The church is mystically linked to Christ as one flesh, just as a husband and wife. The church is mystically linked to Christ as one flesh, just as a husband and wife. And the final letter, K. 
The, the Lord cherishes the church. The Lord what? Cherishes the church. So he treats the church gently and carefully. He treats the church what? Gently and carefully. That would say he gently leads those with young. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So for the husband, a good knowledge of this is also important. Amen. Uh, number five, First Timothy 3.15, the church is the pillar and ground of truth. So we will stop there today. Next week, like I said, we will dwell sufficiently and then move on to conclude this study. Amen. Let's bow down our heads. I know we've said so much about marriage today. We have bared our hearts at least to, sufficiently to, for the time we've had. However, there is clarity and understanding right now. We can see, we can all see that there is an issue. There is an issue that needs to be dealt with. And that's the issue of understanding God's plan for marriage. Even for those who are already in marriage in our midst, for every one of us. Understanding the plan of God for marriage. And how we must allow his word to take root in our lives. Father, we thank you. We know you are still cleansing us with your word. We know that we are still being washed. Spirit of God, we ask for grace to yield to your washing. To allow ourselves to go through that process and not cut it short each time you start. Because at the end of the day, when we stray away for a while and come back, we have added more debt. We ask for your help to stay and go through the process that we might indeed be a glorious church. That is your purpose. That is your intent. Spirit of God, take total control of the rest of this meeting. Glorify the Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.